Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. I am Kai Graham and welcome to my podcast, Parent Toolbox, which is specifically designed to equip parents with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. Hello again and welcome to this episode where I'm talking about the importance of sleep. Now, if you are a parent of a teenager, I am sure that this is a very, very big bugbear of yours because your kids are sleeping in, they're lazy and they are not getting up until, well, at least lunchtime. I'm a huge advocate of sleep and my view is is that where at all possible, let your child sleep in. Kai, you're having a laugh, aren't you? Seriously, they've got to get out of bed. If if I don't get them out of bed, they'll spend the whole time, you know, they'll spend all day in bed. And I'm going, well, actually, that's all right, as long as they are getting other stuff done. Our teenagers need about nine to ten hours sleep a night. Adults need seven to eight hours sleep a night. The thing is, is that the way our school curriculum goes for many teenagers, it just doesn't really help. What happens is that because of biology, our children's sleep patterns change. So therefore, they need to go to sleep later. But the school day insists that they get up at some godforsaken time so that they can start work at sort of or start school work at at latest nine o'clock in the morning which in fairness in your child's defense is right in the middle of their sort of deep sleep pattern so if you have the opportunity to let your child sleep please do so it's not laziness it's not them being slovenly this is biology why Do you know what? I'm not really that sure. But what I do know is that your child's brain is still developing up until for young women, it's sort of the early 20s. And for young guys, it's the late 20s. And so sleep is part and parcel of all that. Sleep is the only time when your child's growth hormone kicks in which is pretty important if you think about it. Sleep is important for mental health and physical health and emotional health. And if we are dragging our children in the wee small hours of their morning, if we are dragging them out of bed for whatever reason, then we are interrupting with their growth pattern. Sleep is when the immune system creates hormones or proteins rather, so that um, your body can fight infection. Sleep is a deal breaker. Sleep is a big deal. And your child needs it more when they're teenagers more than ever. So parents, do me a favor, take your foot off the pedal and save your sanity and your child's sanity by, where possible, relaxing the rules. 
Because why is sleep so important? Well, it creates clarity of mind. It helps people focus. It boosts our confidence, for goodness sake, when we're firing on all cylinders. It's great for mental health, as I said, emotional health and physical health. The problem is, is that many of us, and maybe I'm, you know, I'm sort of talking to people who struggle to get to sleep. Maybe it's not just teenagers, but many of us struggle to get to sleep or some of us get to sleep easily, but wake up in the middle of the night. What's going on? Well, the thing is, is sleep is sort of the, the correlation between sleep and your cortisol levels are, is, is sort of very strong. What happens is that cortisol needs to go to about zero by about midnight, the cortisol levels. And then gently, sort of as you sleep on, the levels slowly rise until there is sort of the, the, the appropriate level for your body to say, oh, okay, now is the right time to wake up. So it stands to reason that if you are going to bed stressed, your cortisol levels may never get down to zero. So therefore, after a couple of hours kip, your body's going, time to wake up now. Cortisol levels at the right level. And yet you're left feeling knackered. I don't underestimate the powers of sleep problems. 16 million adults in the UK have, you know, do report that they've got sleep issues. It's a big deal. So the question is, how do you stack the deck in your favor? The trick is, is to have a sleep routine. And I know it's different for all families. It's different for individuals. But there are some golden rules that you can follow. Like, don't eat too late in the evening. Avoid caffeine before you go to bed. Wait for it. Avoid alcohol before you go to bed. I know, I know you think you probably sort of sleep like the dead. But I tell you what, it's not quality sleep. Reduce screen time. I know, again, don't shoot the messenger. But reduce screen time at least two hours before you go to bed. And the reason why is because it it emits the blue light, which actually tricks your brain into thinking, oh, it's still daytime. Oh, well, I can still keep going then. But actually what we need to do is start getting the sleep hormone to um, start kicking in. And for adults, it's sort of, you know, it, this sort of starts happening about 9, 10 o'clock. And for sort of teenagers, it is a lot later. So cut them some slack. Now, what does your routine involve? For younger kids, it could be bedtime stories. It could be board games. It could be having a bath. Maybe you have herbal tea instead of caffeine. Maybe you lower the lights. Perhaps you do a bit of meditation. All of this is vital and all of this really, really helps. Because if you remember, if you lower the cortisol level, you're likely to get a better night's sleep. So my bedtime routine goes a bit like this. I actually sometimes have an alarm which sort of gives me half hour warning to, you know, now really is bedtime. Maybe don't start look, watching that sort of next episode on your box set. So I get into bed. I actually journal. So I start off with a mnemonic, which is L-A-S-T-S, lasts. The L stands for learnings. What did I learn today? What went well? And what didn't go so well? 
What could I take with me and what should I leave behind? And what this does is it really sort of does, it, it sort of processes everything that's been going on through the day so that your unconscious mind doesn't have to wake you up at three in the morning going, oh my God, oh my God, do you remember when that happened and that didn't work? And oh gosh, wasn't it embarrassing? And why on earth did you do it like that? So doing your learnings is a great way of processing the daily events so that your um, unconscious mind can sort of go to sleep slightly more relaxed. It doesn't have stuff to have to process because that's what the brain does. It processes what's been going on during the day. So if you jump the gun, with your learnings, then you're stacking the deck in your favor. A is for actions. Now, what this is, is planning tomorrow. It's planning, oh, okay, so if, oh, I've got to go to the gym, or well, I'll tell you what, if, or maybe I'm going to do some exercise. So if I leave my, my kit out tonight, then that helps me, um, you know, sort of just jump straight out of bed and do what I have to do. So, or what else do I need to do? Well, I need to make those phone calls and I need to do that. Oh, I really don't want to do this bit. Oh, no, that's, I'm not looking forward to that. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll do that first then, get it out of the way. So what you're doing is you're planning your day ahead. You are preparing your brain to go, oh, right, yeah, now I've got that and I'm prepared for that and, you know, whatever. So again, what this does is it trains the unconscious mind into thinking, oh, that's sorted as well. So I don't actually have to process that either tonight. And so those, by doing those two things, by doing your learnings and by doing your actions, what you've said to your unconscious mind is, listen, sweetheart, thank you so much, but you can have a bit of a rest tonight because I've got this. And what that immediately does is lower your cortisol levels. Now I know no screens. If you can even get your blimmin' phone out of the room, so much the better. Invest in an old-fashioned alarm clock. Keep those, keep the screen on charge downstairs so it's not the last thing you pick up and the first thing you pick up in the morning. So avoid screens. And remember what I said about the blue light? That's why. T is for thanks. This is another way of saying to the unconscious mind, do you know what? life's pretty good. You've got nothing to worry about tonight because I want you to think of five things that you are thankful for today. What went what went well today and what am I thankful for? And okay, well, what didn't go so well? Well, that, go, that came out in the learnings anyway. But be grateful maybe for the lesson that you learned. So by looking at five things you are grateful for, it puts the world into perspective. And it could be something as simple as waterproof mascara, or it could be something as big as, um, you know, sort of running water, or whatever it is, whatever is important to you. What are the five things that you are thankful for tonight? And finally, S is for socks. Excuse me? Yeah, S is for socks. My word, even in the height of summer, I, I put bed socks on. Why? Because what happens is that raises the temperature of your body. I don't know if you're like me, but if you go to bed with cold feet, it's blimmin' hard to get to sleep. So if you have bed socks on, not the same manky socks that you wore all day. No, I mean something nice for bed. And if you have put your bed socks on, okay, by the time I wake up in the morning, they've been kicked off and I didn't even realise, but... It it increases the temperature, your body temperature, which scientifically is proven to help you get a better night's sleep. 
Now, admittedly, my head can be whirring, 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 and I can sometimes struggle to get off to sleep. But what I have found is I found a couple of really good uh, meditation, guided meditation um, apps or self-hypnosis, if that suits you better. And you know what? What happens is that if you run, of the, run one of those um, every night before you go to sleep, and, you know, in the dark, then what happens is that you are rewiring the neuroplasticity in your brain. And it goes, all oh, right, here we go. Oh no, this is this is the thing that helps me get off to sleep. And okay, it might not work the first time, but I can guarantee you, give it sort of three or four runs um, each night, and your brain will be going, oh, sleep time, oh, sleep time. And I I have a couple of these um, recordings now, and I can never get to the end of them because my brain's done. Oh, okay, I know what to do here. Now is the time for me to sleep. Now there are other ways. There are um, there's a great technique um, called the four seven eight method, and what you do is you breathe in, take a deep breath in for four. You should be lying down because this is a yogic um, exercise, and it can make you feel a bit lightheaded. So you know that's it's meant to sort of put you into deep relaxation. So you breathe in for four. You hold that for the count of seven. And then you breathe out slowly for the count of eight. So breathe in for four. Hold that for the count of seven. And breathe out for the count of eight. Do that a few times. And that is nature's way of speaking to the brain. It increases the blood flow to the amygdala, which is the fight or flight, and says, everything's all right here, thanks. You can relax. And that is a great way of helping you get to sleep. Now, the problems also start with people going, oh, no, 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 Kai, that's absolutely fine. I can get to sleep. But what happens is I wake up in the middle of the night and and it's an absolute nightmare trying to get back to sleep. Well, that's because as I said before, your cortisol level was too high to begin with. But let's just sort of say that we, we need to sort of really break the pattern here. But waking in the middle of the night is it, it's, it's no party for many people. Now, theoretically, what they say is you shouldn't be awake in your bed for more than 20 minutes. If you are, I suggest you get up, you go and do something different. Maybe go to the kitchen and make a milky drink or a um, a herbal tea, or maybe sit somewhere different and read a book. Just gently, not with your phone light, not one of these with these blue lights and the, one of those awful torch things. Just go somewhere quiet with you know enough <laughs> enough light to be able to read, and just read a book. And then when you're ready, go back to bed. Or some people just sort of you know sit up in bed if, if their partner or they're on their own or whatever suits them, and they do turn the light on and read for a while, and then invariably you're not likely to get through the chapter. And if you do, then enjoy the fact that you've got the solitude of reading. And I know, I know I've had insomnia. I know what it's like. But the thing is, is not to fight it. Because when you start fighting insomnia, your cortisol levels rise. What's also worth working out is what's triggering this. Now, Maybe when you're doing your learnings last thing at night, 
Maybe you could journal, do a brain dump and just get rid of all that rubbish that's going on in your head because invariably that's why we wake up is when we've got a million and one other things whirring around in our head. But this L-A-S-T-S mnemonic is likely to help you. Give it a couple of days. It's, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. But there are other things that can trigger a bad night's sleep. Diet is one of them. Are you eating too late? Are you eating sugary junk food? Are you boozing too much? Too much caffeine, as I said. A lot of this really doesn't help the situation, believe me. Okay, so maybe it's not diet. Maybe it's not your sleep environment. Maybe you've had a change in circumstances. In that case, be kind to yourself. Our mind, our unconscious mind, sort of is slightly suspicious of change because what it does is your unconscious mind's job is to keep you safe. And if there's been change in your life, it goes, oh, hang on a minute. I I don't know what's going on here. No, no, no. I'm meant to keep you safe. and, And I haven't done this before and I don't know how to cope. And it's a bit jittery on it. So a change in circumstances can indeed cause you short-term worry. But as I said, be kind to yourself and allow for this and acknowledge that this too shall pass. Now, it could be bereavement. It could be, you know, at the time of um, recording this, we're still in lockdown from the coronavirus. It could be change in job circumstances. It could be change in relationship circumstances. It could be your child is struggling. And for any parent who knows that, that's one of the biggest things that keeps us up at night. You probably have a big, long worry list of stressors that are keeping you up at night. So be kind to yourself. But if you do this L-A-S-T-S, at least it trains the brain to go, do you know what? Let's worry about that in the morning because tonight I've dealt with it in the best way that I can. Now, if you do wake in the middle of the night and you want a trick to get back to sleep, try the 478 method that I um, just ran through with you. That works. Maybe try your hypnosis or your um, guided meditation recordings. But also my client told me about this and uh, a lot of people in my Facebook group um, said it, it really works. So Katie, thank you for this, if you're listening. Imagine a big, well, we say chalkboard, um, blackboard, because that's where we were brought up at school. But think of a big whiteboard or a chalkboard in front of you with the number 100 on it and focus on it and look at it. And then get a a, a wiper or a, a duster or whatever and wipe that number 100 away and replace it with 99 and look at it. And then with the duster or the board wiper, erase 99 and replace it with 98 and look at it and wipe it away and replace it with 97 and keep going. It's a bit like counting sheep, but it's a different way of doing it. For those who are sceptical, believe me, this works. It's got something to do with the um, rapid eye movement. And it's it's sort of something to do with, uh, you know, sort of wiping the slate clean and starting again. And it's that sort of soporific. So give that a whirl, the blackboard exercise. 
for little kids. Um, sometimes they have stuff going on in their head and they might not be able to journal so well. So think of the 54321 happy place. Get your child or you, because it works. Imagine a place that makes you happy, a place that makes you feel safe and secure and confident and relaxed. Sit yourself in this happy place. And look for five things that you can see. Look for four things that you can touch. Look for three things that you can hear. Look for two things that you can smell. And look for one thing that you can taste. This is putting your brain into the mind frame of, I'm happy, I'm safe, everything's okay with the world. And it's a diversion tactic. It takes you away from the chaos and the fear of not being able to get to sleep. And I think that's what happens, is that we build so much importance Rightly so, because I've just been telling you how blimmin' important sleep is. But the importance of, I think the thing is, we need to remove the importance of fighting it and replace it with the importance of, this will come if I let it. Now, okay, any parent who knows, I, I know what sleep de deprivation is like, but it is temporary, it is a mindset. And if you practice the L-A-S-T-S, -S, L for learnings, A for actions, S, well, it's for a myriad of things. It's the silence. It's setting the scene. T is for thanks. And don't forget S. The final S is for socks. So sleep well. And we'll chat soon. Much love. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child and we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. <laughs> because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love. <laughs>